quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss Season 3, Episode 15, Crime and Punishment. (laughs) Um, This one was written by Gina Fattore. Shout out. Um, Directed by Joe Napolitano, who directed the Reluctant Hero episode in Season Mm. 2. Uh, This originally aired February 9th, 2000. Um, The description from Wikipedia, Joey is chosen as one of only a handful of students selected to paint an inspirational mural on a school wall. At the unveiling, it is revealed that Joey's mural has been vandalized. And when Pacey discovers the identity of the culprit, he takes vigilante action, which lends him in trouble. (laughs) And the vandal gets expelled. As part of his punishment, Principal Green enrolls him in the Capeside Mentoring Scheme. Pacey seems excited at the chance to help local kids. So just an FYI, scheme seems like nefarious in American English. Uh, yeah. We've already established a person from the Commonwealth wrote all these. Yeah, yeah. But and I don't want to like change it because like whatever, but, but <laughs> sometimes just, you read it and you're like, oh, we, we don't use the word scheme for a program. No, here. no, no. <laughs> um, Andy's PSAT scores come back and Principal Green reveals that she is one of the country's top scorers. Racked with guilt about her dishonesty over the test, Andy, against the advice of Jack, confesses the truth to Principal Green, who is deeply disappointed. Pacey's home life becomes overcrowded when his sister Carrie and her children come to stay. He decides to move in with Doug, who is less than pleased with the idea. Pacey and Joey bond further when Dawson inadvertently pushes Joey to see how much Pacey genuinely cares for her. Okay. My, um, my history is mysteries. Oh, no Jen this week. I know. Yeah. Mm. She's missed. It's the worst for it. This episode. Yeah. <laughs> mm. February 9th, 2000 torrential rains in Africa do not make a Toto joke uh, lead to the worst flooding in Mozambique in 50 years, which lasts till March and kills 800 people. Oh my God. That's a lot. That's wild. Yeah. It's an Island. So I don't think their population's even that big. Mm, no. 800 is a lot. Yeah. Um, February 11th, 2000, a blast from an improvised explosive device in front of a Barclays bank across from the New York Stock Exchange on Wall Street wounds dozens, but kills none. Do you know who set the blast? Mm, I do not. It does not say. February 12th, 2000, the final original Peanuts comic strip is published following the, the death of its creator, Charles M. Schultz, the day prior. He's a... Charles Schultz's big area person. Santa Rosa. Yeah. That's a big Santa Rosa name. Uh, Charles Schultz and Guy Fieri. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Santa Rosa's burned down like twice in the past four years. That is true. Yeah. Um, And, and I, I mean, no harm to Guy Fieri. Fieri. I think he's great. Um, He, he really helps um, in those situations and has been lovely. Um, So the number one movie is scream three. (laughs) Still, Scream yep. 3. Uh, yep. num- number one song, yet again, I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden. Um, so when we were in the, like, the Santana days, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the I R.I.P. I, thank God. Oh, oh, but oh, but just you wait. Oh God, <laughs> not as R.I.P. as we had hoped. Um, the I I was looking at when I was getting the the number two and three and four song. I was looking at the Billboard charts from those weeks. Um, on the actual Billboard website. And uh, so I, I kind of have been, you know, like, ooh, I yeah. wonder if there's any good info. Uh-huh. So I got a good one for this week, which is that the song with the biggest airplay gain this week uh-huh. was The Thong Song by Cisco. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that dress is scandalous. <laughs> I still know a lot of those words. Oh God! Because I'm old, <laughs> oh, God. and I lived yeah. through the year 2000 uh-huh. um, as a semi-adult. Uh, so, so we open at school. Yeah, we're at Cape Side High. Yeah. and Art Joey's back. Art Joey, uh, painting, painting a mural. Listen to her Walkman. Yeah, um, and just in the most iconic of Joey Potter outfits. I know it's literally the one we sent to the illustrator for our book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got a bandana on. She's got overalls, yeah. the pink tails, like braided pink tails. Braided pink tails. Yeah, we're, yeah. Um, I'm tracking pink tails. There was one I forgot earlier. In, um, for Andy. And there, no, it was for Jen when. Oh. Um, her and jack are at the grocery store and Mm. she's like oh they're all aren't they all gay you know yeah she's in pigtails Mm -hmm. yeah so um we're supposed to get a susan aglukark song again she was the first nations um singer that i talked about last week um this song's called believe again um you can buy it on itunes and i suggest that you do um so Casey walks up to Joey. Yeah, he's all smiley. They like snark at each other. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she realizes that he's been kicked out of the house, out of his house. Yeah, because he's like, you know, he he is basically like, she's like, what are you doing here? And he t- gives her this whole story about like how <laughs> artists are so revered and like, you know, I just came for your genius to rub off on me. And she's like, ah, which of your yeah. sisters is, is yeah. like <laughs> making Which drama at the house. Yeah. yeah. Or has trauma. Um, yeah. And, uh, and he's like, he admits like that she knows him and his mm. experience mm. and that his eldest sister, Carrie is back and yeah. um, she's with left her, her abusive husband with her two daughters. Yeah. And he doesn't have a room anymore because his nieces are staying in there. Yeah. Yeah. And my thing, and Joey's like, so I finally get my own room and you're relegated to the couch. And I'm just like, why did it take these two so long to like <laughs> come around to friendship? To admitting their friends. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I agree. And so they kind of stand back and mm-hmm. they look at the mural and she, she asked him like what he thinks of it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, are, are you done? Yeah. And we see it and it's low key racist. It's uh, it's I mean, it's culturally appropriative. <laughs> is that the right word? Uh, is that the right? Sure. Sure. Conjunction. Conjunction. <laughs> I don't know. What is that word that I'm looking for? I think so. Conjugate. Conjugate. Anyway, um, my mother, I'm sure, will tell me why I'm wrong uh, about (laughs) something. But like, yeah. So anyway, so she's like, you know, well, so so the the mural itself is I I think it's a Japanese character. It might be a Chinese character. I forgive my ignorance on Uh 
knowing the difference, but it's it's a it's not bamboo. It's it's a lot. It's, it's you know. A lot. And, and we've been talking time, a lot like, about this. Ugh. Yeah. Like this was a thing in the nineties, like hacker culture was all like, you know, yeah. uh, HK and Tokyo and like, you know, that the raver culture, like yeah, that's yeah. where like those two cultures intersect too, like and white like, culture and Asian culture. And like, then what you, the fashion, like a lot of like Mandarin <laughs> collars and like, you know, different schnozzerie patterns and stuff. It, it was a lot in the nineties. Yeah. We all did it. I definitely probably would look at some things I wore and <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of anything specifically, but I, I have no doubt in my mind, you know, I, I've, and, um, yeah, I had some things that I regret, uh-huh. um, regrets. And I've he, had a few, but, um, and she's like, yeah, I am done. And he's like, huh, I thought I was supposed to be a mural about unity. Yeah. And Joey like straight up defends her choice, which uh-huh. I, I like about her. Yeah. She's like, you hate it, don't you? And he's like, no, I didn't say that. But like, you know, this looks like something that would end up on Kwai Chang Kane's forehead. <laughs> and it's also racist. Yeah. I mean, so Kwai Chang Kane, if you don't know, was David slash Keith Carradine's um, character on the TV show Kung Fu. Yeah. So clearly. Clearly, a Dawson's character is a white man on the TV show Kung Fu. Clearly, Dawson's character uh, or Dawson's Creek writer—I don't know which one—was into Kung Fu because we had the the thing yes yeah, last I week. Kung Fu, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Pacey's like, so my thing is like, I couldn't tell if Pacey was like actually making a poignant point about cultural appropriation. <laughs> like, this thing that you've done is a yes. lot like David Carradine's yeah, character exactly. on Kung Fu, <laughs> or if it was like he's kind of being a dick and like uh i don't know anyway so pacey's like look you know or joey's like what like other people are gonna do lighthouses and football players mm-hmm. and it's like yeah pacey's like yeah basically like yeah essentially. this is america that's She's what we do like, that's not me and that this is like what it means to me like what i right. thought of the stupid ass prompt <laughs> for the mural you know totally totally and and you know joey's kind of like gets into it she's like you know don't you think like art has this like ability to bring people together and pacey's like yeah of course it does in museums <laughs> the thinking man's pickup joint and and joey then snarkily, yeah <laughs> do not do not try to hit on me in a museum don't try to hit on me anywhere but in a museum particularly (laughs) i will fucking run away plus you have to like whisper (laughs) anyways oh my god i miss museums museums so much um and joey's like you know that's what i like about you pace you just go so deep (laughs) and he's touched because he like she gets him yeah she does she gets she gets like his kind of snarkiness and his yeah and his humor humor Uh, yeah yeah exactly so after the credits we are back at school Uh, and dawson walks up to um what we assume is joey's mural covered in plastic and he's like trying to sneak a peek yeah and joey comes up and it's like "Ah, ah, ah." no 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 no, no, no. and he's like annoyed he's like what pacey already got to see it like come on and she's like well you can see it with the reveal with everyone else and she's like what did pacey say about it and Dawson's like, Pacey said it was great, you know? And yeah. Joey's so then- a little like, man, what does Pacey know about great art? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but she's, and- 
but then she says that like she has to give this speech and she's like nervous he asks her how the speech is going yeah Yeah. so we find out that she has to like give a speech for this reveal of a mural which is so wild yeah okay and she says she's nervous and she asks if dawson's gonna be there at the reveal Mm. or the you know premiere or whatever you want to call it and um he has this he has this want me to be Yeah, he has this great consent moment where he asks her, do you want me to be there? Like, like we've seen so often Dawson kind of just show up at her things. Like, even at the art, remember, like, in season two when she went to the art gallery with Jack and he just showed up and was like, show me the art you like. And she was like, come on, dude, like, I'm done. I already did it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, And here, you know, like, there is this kind of nice growth moment. And Joey's like, yeah, I want you to be there. Like... And not only do I want you to be there, I want you to be honest with me yeah. about what you feel about this art yeah. or what you think so about it. So she's hoping that they can recreate the like dynamic that she thinks that they had in regards to Dawson's art, to his, right. his movies and filmmaking, because she feels like she gives her honest opinion about them and works as a collaborator with her, excuse me, with him. And um, this is like, we're finding out like this is going to be the first project like art project that mm. she's sharing with with Dawson right because she's like except for the naked picture of Jack well she didn't share that with which him what she, she yeah was Abby not consent stole it and showed him yeah and so like you know rest they, in peace uh, pour one out for Abby Morgan um <laughs> so they but Dawson and Joey have this like really nice kind of moment where like Dawson really connects with her over like it can be so nerve-wracking to like put your art in front of people and show them and he kind of has this very much like I get that like I get you where your nerves are coming from I get what you're feeling and Joey's but like, I don't think that's what she's nervous about though like well, he's saying that's how he would feel like showing like he's nervous about how the audience would take it mm. but when Pacey kind of pointed out like most people are going to expect a different type of mural. She she acts like she doesn't care about what the audience thinks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think like because she says like I'm declaring myself for the first time and like. Yeah, because she's like, no, no, no. That's it's not about the audience. It's about like burying my soul to the school. Mm-hmm. And like, I just don't think, you know, and, and Nikki kind of pointed that out to Dawson. Like, if you don't have any other experiences, you're just going to recreate movies you've already seen. Right. So if you're not like creating more ways to like expand your your soul you're not going to have an experience to bear yeah and i think like it's joey is really about to bear her soul and is yeah. about it and that's what we get yeah yeah she's going to introduce art joey to these kids that she like doesn't really like right i think that's the thing is she doesn't really care what they think about her because she doesn't respect them or like them so their opinion doesn't matter to her yeah but it's still nerve wracking to bear your soul to those people. Or just, I don't think it's about the audience. I just think it's about the act of bearing. Yeah. 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 Totally. So we go over to the disciplinary committee where Matt Caulfield from the last episode, the party boy is like, come on, this was a joke. And Andy's (laughs) like, there's nothing funny about cheating, which is, um, you know, hypocritical. Hmm. And, um, principal green is there as her advisor. Thank Mm -hmm. God. They finally got like a teacher (laughs) or a, you know, faculty Faculty advisor. advisor. Yeah. And it's revealed that Matt Caulfield called his mom on a cell phone during class and a test Mm. to ask his mom how many justices are on the Supreme court. Mm -hmm. 
additionally, his mom did not know the answer to no, that. No, no. So, yeah, I mean, that's a so problem. That's wild. And it's like, an, it, this is kind of like a storytelling that they commonly have for like rich wives, you mm. know, like they don't know anything. Right. And, and there you could extrapolate that possibly she is a young. Well, it's his mom. Oh, it's his mom. That's true. Sorry. You're right. I was thinking stepmom. Um, yeah. But uh, but also when we're talking about rich people, Matt has a cell phone. Yes. And like in the year 2000, that was that pretty sim- simple, like symbolize like how rich he was. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think there's a way in which, you know, um, my favorite movie is Clueless. And there's like some mm-hmm. comedy in that movie that I think has become not comedy anymore right we're yeah, like, just ni- to the people who lived through that era yeah. right in 1995 when we were watching it there was a funny it was really funny that two people would be having a cell phone conversation exactly. see each other meet up hang up the phones and continue the conversation without sort of skipping a beat and now of course who among us has not exactly. um, had that exact same thing happen back then that was that was really like that was a rich people thing to have and it the- would have been a joke in class to like pull out your cell phone and call someone in Absolutely. the middle of class. Like, you know, I, I do think that it, on the one hand, he's right about it being a joke, you know? Yeah. On the other hand, like Matt Coffell's a piece of shit. So fuck yeah, him, fuck you know, him. <laughs> so yeah. whatever. Also um, like it feels so dated that he doesn't just ask Siri. Like he has to call another human being. I know. He couldn't <laughs> like Google search that, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, to be honest, it feels like wild that he didn't have the answers typed into the notes of his T89 calculator, mm. T- TI-83 calculator. <laughs> but like, I don't know, maybe my age is showing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Most definitely is. So Andy's like suggests like a pretty harsh punishment, and yeah, that he'll get a failing grade. Yeah, and a detention, and and Matt's like a dick about it. And then Principal Green's like, you know, no, like I'm gonna let you go, like with a warning, basically. And this is the last time I want to see you here. Yeah, and he's just like, am I free to go? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, and he leaves with like several lackeys you his know? like posse yeah so right afterwards mm. principal green comes up to talk to andy and he's like i just want to let you know like you did phenomenally on the psats yeah and you're like you know in the next step for like a national merit scholarship he you're in the top fifty thousand scorers and she's like she looks like she's about to throw up like she's yes. like oh shit exactly. and principal green's like wait like what's wrong yeah, because he's super stoked and she's yeah. nervous. And she just like claims like I'm stunned. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And of course, she's stunned because she didn't anticipate the next steps of, you know, cheating. Um, yeah. Obviously, she, she's going to get the best score. So, of right. course, but yeah. So um, and she kind of like Principal Green, like congratulates her and is really nice and then leaves. And she kind of like has this like, oh, God, look. On yeah, her face. exactly. Like what she's understanding what consequences are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we go over to Pacey, who's in the <laughs> lobby got, of an like, apartment and has a yeah, duffel bag, got, like, a bag and then like a bowl covered yeah. in foil. Yeah. And he's like knocking on a door and Doug answers and he is not stoked. <laughs> yeah. Pacey <laughs> and Pacey hides- just like hides everything behind his back like he he pushes his way in he's like oh what's up i'm here and 
Doug's like, fuck you. Last time you came, you left like ring marks on my deco coffee table. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. like, I felt Doug on that. I'm my tape dining or my coffee table is from my grandma who's uh, Mm -hmm. passed away. And Mm -hmm. I'm always been like, I don't see a coaster, man. Yeah. (laughs) If y'all want to need to come to my house, my coffee table is from Ikea. Feel free (laughs) to not use a coaster. I do not care. Um, (laughs) And Paisley's like, dad even gave me like a check. I know. (laughs) (laughs) As like a security deposit. deposit. (laughs) Yeah. Which is funny because like, John and Doug work together. I know. I we know. Gotta, like discuss this like at the like water at cooler. At the precinct or whatever. Yeah, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And um, Doug's like, no, you're not moving in here. This like, is not party of five. Absolutely not. <laughs> fuck you. Like, I definitely feel Doug on that. Like, fuck totally, that. Totally. And Pacey's like chiding him for like his place and how nice it looks and everything. And it is a really nice place. It's beautiful. It's a great yeah. apartment. And Pacey's Especially like, for someone who's like 24, you know. Right, right. And he's like, you know, you this is such a great place and it has all the trappings of the modern extremely closeted homosexual male which he says under his breath yeah and like <sighs> that's like we're not gonna do this and like <laughs> i mean you listen the 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 broadway posters on his wall i super <laughs> was into i was like there's a miss saigon there's a lame is uh-huh. there's a bunch i got them all doug but like yeah i mean you know it's definitely like funny i know we've talked about it in a few mm. of the episodes yeah. But yeah y'all know how we feel yeah um, <laughs> so so pacey's like come on i don't even have like a room to myself anymore and like yeah. then she, he says since carrie decided to take a leave of absence from jerry yeah so, so carrie is the sister and jerry was her husband yeah and, and then they're he like says, our least favorite of the brother-in-law so he but sounds like a real dick but also the one descriptor we get is the brother-in-law with all the tattoos and i was like yes clearly a sign of a terrible human being i know absolutely jeez jeez <laughs> cannot trust freaks with tons of tattoos <laughs> and uh and Pacey like, also right. calls. Wait, sorry. Pacey also calls Carrie's kids the no neck monsters. No neck monsters. Yeah, mm, which yeah, is coming back. Really funny. Um, and Doug's like, okay, fine, fuck this. But I have some rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, we do not eat anything Mom cooks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, to be fair, my brother and I low key have that rule about our mom. Uh huh. Yeah. See, <laughs> I, that's a rule that I don't understand because my mom is an excellent. Cook. <laughs> I'm like, please, mom, come cook anything you want at my house. I'm excited about it. When we used to go to my parents' house for Thanksgiving, we Uh, would stop and get food on the way. (laughs) Yeah, no, you want to, anyone is welcome to my mom's house right this year. But I mean, everyone's welcome to my parents' house, but yeah, my mom's got to go to Del Taco first. You definitely want to eat whatever people brought as part of their responsibilities. (laughs) Mm Um, yeah, um, he's but he, what he says is not what my mom does. He's like she thinks iceberg lettuce is haute couture. My mom's yeah. just haute flat cuisine. out bad yeah. cook. Yeah. Um, and uh, then rule number two is he has to use a coaster. Uh huh. And then Doug's like, you have to keep the CDs in alphabetical order by last, last name. name. Yeah. And I just want to say, I was a person. I had a very weird CD and DVD like organizational uh-huh. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was like very odd about it and but I knew I knew the order and yeah. if it was out of order I was pissed. Yeah. And so like as no, I know you, a lot of 
collectors, like movie collectors and stuff, and they ha- always have their own organization. It's, it's like, usually by like genre, mm-hmm. but like unique, specific, deep cut genres, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Yeah. So so I but get that's it. That's fine. Whatever. Fine. However works for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean whatever. It's like you have to get your master's to be a librarian. It's like a whole skill set. It is. Like, it you know. definitely. Mine is just me being a fucking weirdo, but I, but you know, that's a skill set <laughs> and I'm great at it. Um, <laughs> so Doug's like, Doug's like, Pacey's like, I'm not touching your fucking collection of divas. And Doug yeah. says, you know, it's funny, Pace, you would be sort of, you know, surprised at what soothing, um, a tortured female voice can be like how soothing that can be and Pacey's like speech Doug (laughs) I mean give me some Mariah any day definitely Um, and Pacey's like you know look Doug I don't need any soothing I'm just fine if Mm -hmm. what you're referring to is our jailhouse conversation where I told you that I had feelings for someone (laughs) you could just chalk that up to drunken rambling Right. not like did not happen pacey's very yeah much like, nope and so you kind of see how doug's trying to chide pacey mm-hmm. you know in a brotherly way but mm-hmm. just doug is not that good at it yeah. <laughs> and you know pacey doug asked pacey if he's like you know there's no moping i will not take any yeah. of that like moping like no a sad puppy. boys Mm-mm. yeah yeah and then he asked Pacey if he's any good at decoupage, and Pacey just <laughs> says, "God help me." I know shit's so fucking funny. I fucking love it so much. <laughs> love it. And so we're at Joey's house, mm. and she's like annoyed because Bessie's <laughs> gonna like just completely embarrass her. Yeah. And we fucking see Bodie. Fuck yeah! Love. And he's like, "Look, Joey." Bessie is just like an older sister that sometimes just needs to embarrass you um, and take a hell of photos of your like life experience. And you did did something good. And now your your big sister has to embarrass the living shit out of you. Absolutely. And Joey's like, I can't believe you even want to step foot back in that school that you like talked hella shit on. And like Mm -hmm. your experience was really fucking horrible. Yeah. And yeah, Bodie points out like, well, at least now there's five black kids. Yeah, know? he says, yeah, because she because Joey's like, you know, um, Bessie says, oh, I bet things are different now at Cape Side High. And Bodie says, not that different. What are there like 10 black kids? And Joey's like yeah, 11. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, so I, just in I, that I, moment, I do want to say it's kind of revealed that Bodie went to Cape side high. Yeah. But also the, it's also revealed a little bit like to me, it's like the writers, the writers are conscious that they maybe should be writing stories that involve race. Right. Like, like Bodie is Bodie as a black man is like, Hey, this is something that I notice, you know, and Joey as someone who's sort of, you know surrogate dad figure is a black man is like hey i notice it too absolutely well yeah her nephew is a black man you know and her she has a yeah her nephew is a black kid and like you know so it's like it's like the it's like they're so close and yet so far you know what i mean like from the point um but like 
Joey's like, come on, Bessie. Like, I remember you complaining about all this shit and like, it was horrible for you. And Bessie's like, you know, yeah, yeah. Bessie's just the ultimate positive. Like, you know, her and Andy should be best friends. Totally. Bessie's like, yeah, look how great I'm doing now. My life's fucking awesome. You know? Yeah. She's like, I hated high school, but whatever. And like, I'm so glad they're recognizing your talent and like, yeah. You know. Which I think is like good for Joey to see because so it high school feels so it is real, but it feels so real and hard to imagine, like get any perspective on it. Yeah. And like high school's fucking miserable. Like even the popular kids are miserable. Everyone's miserable, you Everyone. know? Yeah. And so it's it's cool that Joey's seeing like, yeah, high school sucks, but you know what? It's four years, you just gotta fucking get through it. And then yep. your life like it doesn't matter anymore. It goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like yeah. that experience like really holds no weight on what Anything your adulthood else. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I gotta say, like, there's this way in which this having this moment between the three of them, Bodie and Bessie and Joey. I was like, oh my god, I fucking miss this little family. Like, yeah, I really, really was like wishing that the writers had brought Bodie in for the long haul. I completely agree. I was just like, that would, that's such great storytelling. I would love to have Bodhi there all the time. He's the only minor male character that we like. And that's actually well-written. It's so well-written. And like, and is like, like all the other male characters that they've brought in to date, you're like, fuck that guy. Fuck Mm -hmm. that guy. Fuck (laughs) that Mm -hmm. You know, for longer than a one episode. Um, and Bodie, you're like, fuck yeah. Well, and he, it's just, it's and just even like, Doug to this point, like he's only had one good episode. He's right. pretty much a piece of shit before that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it uh, absolutely. And it's like, and there's this way in which Bodie, like the way that Bodie and J- Joey and Bessie have this family, mm-hmm. like that's a storytelling that I'm here for. Yeah. I know it'd be an interesting parallel chosen family to, um, Jen and Grams and Jack and Jack. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, we go to school and there is definitely a girl in front of her painting of a lighthouse. She's hella white, super Aryan, blonde, blue eyes. Like, you know, it's, (laughs) it's a lot. She's basically Um, translucent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Joey, so, so this girl gives a speech about her lighthouse. Bussy's very eye rolly about it. Like she's like, Oh God, I can't believe I'm going to sit through this shit. Oh, this is why these experiences are really painful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then we see Joey comes up and she gives a speech about unity. And like, she's like, there, it's not a lot that unifies the school. Even the mascot of Minutemen alienates half the population. Which everyone kind of chuckles at and I rolled my eyes at. Um, And then Joey's like, the thing that unites us is we all start off thinking that we can be anything that we want to be. And by the time we get here, we've lost that feeling. We've started to believe what we have been told about what we can achieve and who we can be. And we have forgotten about the possibility we had when we were younger. Which like actually kind of feels true. No, it really hits the nail on like her experience. And like she has actual perspective on her life and her childhood. Yeah. Which, you know, unfortunately it's because of her experience that she's had to, you know, become more of an adult, be actually mature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's like, you know, the symbol that I painted means. Yeah. So she says the symbol. It's like not a symbol. It's a character. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) It, It, it's very like, I mean, we were smack in the middle of everyone getting a fucking Chinese character tattooed right. on their lower back. 
Right. But exactly. Like that's it's where like, we were in 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 white American I, culture. I mean, I completely agree, but this is the thing. She's like this symbol means possibility and you're mm-hmm. like it's actually like a character that it, it's not a symbol. Right. <laughs> no, it is. Like, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um and she's like so so she un- they uncover the painting and it's been totally defaced. It's covered in black and Dawson looks at Pacey because he's like literally not sure if that's what <laughs> Joey, Joey painted. actually painted. Yeah, <laughs> he's like seeking confirmation of her artistic yeah, like, ability. This is bad, right? This Which is like, bad. I was like, "Fuck you, Dawson!" <laughs> like, what? Oh my god! And Pacey just like tilts his head back and he's like, "Holy shit! Yeah, fuck!" Like you know. And then that's when Dawson reacts, and Joey leaves, and they like. Yeah. And then we go to commercial and we come back and Joey's running and out will, of the school. Yeah. And they both storm off after her too. Yeah. yeah. So Dawson catches up to Joey first. Yeah. And he asks if she's okay. So this is kind of circling back to what you've already mentioned. Yeah. Is that like, uh, what? She's definitely not okay. Like why anyone would ask her that. Right. Totally. And like, but because like she's, I got that too. Like I was like, Joey is not okay right now. She's literally crying. She, you can, she has tears. Tears. Like, you know. And like, also you wouldn't be okay if that happened to you, Dawson. Like, come on. No. Yeah. And, and she's like, you know, this is what I get for putting answering out the, there. yeah. Answering the call to public service, public humiliation. Yeah. And, and Dawson like, then. It's just a silly prank, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like it was, don't turn it into a personal attack, which like, fucking triggered me i'm not gonna lie i agree I he's triggered like me telling too. her how to feel because she's like i felt she, he's she like how says, do you feel are you she's like are you okay and she's like upset she and says like, i feel humiliated and he's like don't turn it into a personal attack okay first of all she didn't say that nope she and just said she felt all, humiliated don't tell her how to feel are you fucking kidding me this I is know. how you treat your best friend i know it like made me so mad i'm not gonna lie <laughs> Um, and so Pacey at this moment catches up to them yeah, and yeah. he explains, he's like, of course it's fucking personal. Like none of the other shits were like, you know, yeah. None um, of the other vandalized. Were vandalized. Yeah, exactly. And Dawson's like, you're wrong. And he mm. literally like gaslights their experience as poor kids. Yeah. And it's like, Joey explains this to him all the time. And, and so does Pacey of yeah. like, just like how their experience is totally different. Yeah. And he never takes that as the truth I, I agree and like and there's this way in which like he completely Pacey understands there yes. is a reality in which someone at the school doesn't like Joey yes I mean she has Whether talked or not over she's and poor, over she's low-key an asshole a lot so like well, you know like <laughs> of course there's people that hate her right but like that you know she's talked over and over again that there are these people who make fun of her or who because of her mm. family situation yeah. because of her dad because of her sister because of her yes. whatever um she and- told this haunting story about how she went to the bathroom and she heard one someone who she thought was her friend talking shit on her because of her dad right. and her reaction was just to like grin and bear it right and like <laughs> ooh. yeah and then so so dawson and pacey start arguing kind of in a similar way that joey and da- and pacey, pacey were arguing about dawson last week right the one difference being that 
the whole entire time, Pacey is talking directly to Joey. Yeah. He is saying you and like is like talking to her and Dawson is talking about her. Yeah. And and like not to let Joey off the hook because last week she definitely was not talking to Dawson. She was fighting with Pacey. Yeah. But um, but so they're like Dawson is like, you know, Pacey's not being logical and Pacey's like, come on, we're in high school. Like, who knows what happened? Like, yeah, you know, it's totally obvious. Like, even as the viewer, you're like, well, of course they personally attacked her. Like Pacey says they didn't do it to anyone else. Like, you know, so like it was definitely personal. Right. And Pacey says this line, he says, if it's such a stress that someone just hates Joey, he he's like, is it such a stretch that someone just hates Joey for being Joey hates the way she talks or dresses or chews on her lip. And in two, the year 2000, that line did me fucking in. I was dead <laughs> after that line. I was like, Oh my God, this is the most romantic thing that a person could possibly do. She's like, (laughs) know that you chew on your lip. Yeah, your Um, idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Oh my god, I was just like, fucking. And she's like, I don't chew on my lip. Like it's (laughs) like it's such like a early flirting banter. Absolutely, absolutely. And Joey's and and Joey's like, you know, guys, like just fucking stay out of this. Fuck you, because she's crying and she's like, I just want you to stay out of this. This Isn't making me feel better. Mm -hmm. Like re. Like, Pacey's over here, like, confirming what I think to be true, which doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> but and I'm then glad Dawson, someone's confirming it at the same time. And then time. Dawson's over here gaslighting me, which was certainly just makes me fucking pissed off. Yeah. So, like, I don't, this is not what I need right now, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And so she storms off, and, yeah. like, Pacey wants to go after her, but Dawson's like, let her no, go. No, yeah. What do you make of that? I mean, I think, like, I kind of think they're both right. Or they're both like, I think Pacey shouldn't go after her. I think he should let her leave. I think like, I think it's weird that Dawson's like, no, let her go. I know her the best. But yeah, like, I know. that's what you're supposed to take away from that. But, but it's I, hard to say if that's really what Joey would have wanted, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I think what she wanted was to not be having the conversation they were having. And if that was going to continue, like, please do not come after me. You know, like if you're going to be comforting, maybe come after me. But like, yeah, exactly. But like, you if know? you're going to just continue this conversation, like I want no fucking part in it. Right. So, so, so we we go to the McFees, Mc- uh-huh. and Andy is making dinner. Which again, just like every time it happens, the fact that a high school kid has to make dinner for this whole household really fucks me up. Um, yeah. Every time I watch it. Uh, so they're talking about Joey, Andy and um, Jack. Yeah. It's actually really sweet. Mm-hmm. Andy's like, Oh, have you heard from Joey? Like, uh, you know, and Jack's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not good. Like she's not okay. So, you know, it's, it's super sweet. You get, like in terms of the continuum, you know, yeah, that like, Jack okay. and Joey are still friends and like, yeah. He's and, like and he checking cares in with her. and like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, Jack's like, well, you know, they're going to catch this guy and like, you're going to get the last laugh like being on the disciplinary committee yeah and she tells him like uh i'm thinking about quitting the disciplinary committee yeah but don't you think it's interesting that they think they're going to catch the guy that did it so Mm -hmm. they think that someone 
went yeah. after Joey and Dawson doesn't think that. Right. Like, I, I think that it's clear that someone went after Joey and I think Dawson is being naive for God knows what reason or if he's just like a Because really he's the person. most immature person. <laughs> but yeah, I just find that so compelling that everyone's like, no, this is very clear what's mm-hmm. happening. So mm-hmm. why are you doubling down Dawson and arguing yeah. that that's not what happened? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. And I think like, you know, it's... I mean, there's a part of me that, like, I so wish Jen was in this episode because, like, she is yeah, such she's a so sensitive and yeah, she would have added an interesting dynamic and just sure. like gets it. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, I you know, our conversation with Gina really like made me like back off a little bit about Jen because I'm like, I get it. Michelle Williams was in demand even then and like was probably off shooting a movie, um, and and needed to be gone for the week. But I'm like, ugh. I just yeah. want Jen. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Jack looks like pretty like. Well, so yeah, Andy tells him, like, "Yeah, I'm actually going to quit the. I think I'm going to quit the disciplinary committee." And Jack, like, he doesn't get it because it, that actually is out of character for Andy. And he's like, "I don't know. You're not one to bail on commitment." Well, because I don't. That doesn't really make sense to me, right? Because Andy's like, I I feel weird about sitting in judgment of others, mm-hmm. which like I I get particularly because she's cheated, and like I get that like that would like start to weigh on you, yeah. And and yeah, and D- Jack says like, it's not like it to bail on commitment, and then like Andy kind of like has this weird look, like she's very like uncomfortable with everything that's happening. Yeah. And she says like, well, there are a lot of things that aren't like me that I've done, you know? And like on the one hand, I think we, as the viewer, we know what she means Mm -hmm. that she's cheated and that's not necessarily like her. Yeah. But on the other hand, this kind of speaks to what we've said throughout where like the idea of changing your personality as your, you know, who you are as a teenager is, is a really hard to do it's yeah super hard to do and like and like you have all these people around you that kind of don't give you the like leeway to do it you know um and so then we go to the potters where dawson like comes in and joey's cleaning up from dinner and And joey's like i don't want to fucking lecture Mm. which is such an interesting read on their friendship i agree yeah i agree and like you know she's she's basically like this you know this whole thing was lame uh uh-huh and like he he says to her like i'm sorry about what happened and you know i spoke to about the last episode that like i don't think he apologizes enough and i think really what it is more about what we also talked in last episode is that Dawson isn't clear about what he means Mm -hmm. so he says to her i'm sorry about what happened but like what do you think he means by what happened does he mean him gaslighting her or does he mean her her mural getting you know defaced yeah what does he mean about what happened i I mean your guess is as good as mine so that's why to me that's actually not a valid apology because you have to infer yeah totally and like you know he's like you i i think you should repaint the mural mm-hmm. and joey's like and he's like you know do it tonight and like surprise the asshole who did this when he shows up tomorrow and joey's basically like no thanks fuck you she's I like first of all i already fucking painted that mural yeah second of all it took me a fucking month to work on that you think i'm just gonna go repaint it and like uh, overnight like right. you actually have 
okay, why don't you go make a movie, a whole new movie from scratch overnight? Like it's a complete misunderstanding of the artistic experience as well. Right. And cause like, you know, Joey Dawson's like, then he's like, I can't believe you're being so like defeated and dejected. You're just going to quit. Yeah. (laughs) And she's just like, look, I can't always be your like plucky little Joey Potter. Like I don't have this like unlimited well of faith in humanity. Like I, I don't have it. And, and Dawson's he like has the gall to call her a victim. <laughs> he says it's not about your demeanor, it's about not being a victim. So like Dawson 100% gives you the fountainhead to read to understand him, right? Uh, he's yes. He's a libertarian. <sighs> well, at this point, at you this know, point, <laughs> I'm not going to speculate on who he becomes, but yes, it's but, yeah. so fucked up. It like it's so fucked up. Yeah. It made me so mad. I was so mad at him, you know, and I then, know, like, me too. she and they're like low key fighting. So it's like, oh, definitely. This is what your friendship is. You're fucking arguing like he's thinks he can control her and tell her how to feel. And she's like fighting to have her own agency over her like emotions and just to be heard. <laughs> this isn't him. like an advice situation where it's like, have you considered this or, mm, you know, mm, like mm-hmm. it, which is there's a way to have this conversation in a healthful way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dawson always leans into anger. Yeah. And also leans into gaslighting and controlling the situation. Totally. Because then Joey gives him this great she speech. slams back at him. Yeah. She says, you have all of these choices, Dawson. You have all of these choices that you just take for granted. One day you're a filmmaker, the next day you're not. The next day you can wake up and decide you want to be a sculptor or you want to backpack through Europe or climb Mount Everest, and you can do that. And Dawson's like, what? And you can't do that? And she Oh just, my God, she, like that made my blood boil. She because did, I've said it throughout. He does not understand the female experience whatsoever. Yeah. When, even when his father says, your mom is being discriminated against yeah, because yeah, of yeah. her age. Yeah. Even though fucking mm-hmm. Tom Brokaw, Dan Rather, all of the contemporary male newscasters at the time were like twice her age. Yeah. And he doesn't see that as a problem of the female experience. Right. And and like Joey gives it to him straight and says, no, I can't. I can't (laughs) afford to waste the time to go find myself and be artistic. And I can't afford to just reject reality and go off and chase my pipe dreams. I can't do it because that's not my life. That's your life. And And fucking dark she also calls him out for quitting filmmaking she's like you only quit because you didn't like the way your movie was received Mm -hmm. and like okay so the the speech that she gave him i think is a great speech about class in america and like Mm -hmm. i i mean i do i think it's like that you want to talk about class in america that's the speech to give that's what we're talking about we get into this in our book like yeah definitely (laughs) that quote is in our book yeah (laughs) don't get us wrong um but like i kind of i have to say there's a part of me that doesn't know exactly what that particular speech is doing within this episode because there was a part of me that felt like I love this and I think she makes such a great point, but I also don't a hundred percent get what point she is making within the context of this episode that like none of what has happened to her right now. I think what she's saying, and we've said this about her throughout Mm. is that like for her make taking a risk comes at a great cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
the ability to take a risk is always calculated and weighed against the cost to her. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't take risks as a result. She doesn't feel yeah. comfortable taking a shot of tequila or, you know, jello shot yeah, because yeah, yeah. like that risk, it, it's too much it's too for great. her. And she doesn't have that ability to just like end up in the drunk tank and like whatever, you know, like, yeah. Um, she, yeah. Without Mitch Leary, who the yeah. fuck's bailing her out? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And no, so- I think that's good. I mean, I-, I wanted to say that I think that Gina Fattori has such a way with Joey's words and interiority. Um, I know she talked about that with us a little bit, that like she always she wrote Joey and a lot of the Joey heavy episodes. But like, yeah. the reason that she does is because she is truly great at being in inside Joey Potter. Exactly. Um, but like... You know, it just it does feel a little bit out of care out of the scene a little bit. I do mm-hmm. like what you're saying. I think you're I don't think you're wrong. Like mm-hmm. that, like she's taken this risk and like she doesn't do that. And she did it and it blew up in her face. And she's like, what, you want me to fucking go back and do it again? Yeah, because <laughs> technically she's been Art Joey for over a year. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. this is the first time she's like decided to make the risk to even show Art Joey to Dawson, her best right, friend. Right. You know, so this mm. was like a huge calculation on her part of taking this risk on, yeah, you know, the yeah. cost. Like, I don't think she's saying when she says, I can't afford that, it doesn't necessarily mean monetarily. monetarily. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. She calls him out for, you know, quitting filmmaking because his, uh, his movie wasn't well received. Yeah. And he says, that's not true. Yeah. And like, I just don't believe him. I don't either. I, I think that it was because his movie wasn't well received. And and there's a part of me that's like, I get that that's really hard to own. Uh-huh. I do. I get that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. O- owning that part where you're like, it wasn't really received. And now I am going back to rethink what the fuck I'm doing. That's a hard sort of thing. But also he does keep denying it. Yeah. And so it's a way in which we see that, like, and we've always known this, but Joey actually really knows Dawson, mm-hmm. but I don't know that Dawson really knows Joey. I think that is totally true. Yeah. You know? And so after she lays out to him about his fucking privilege, mm. he does not take this well. Mm-mm. And he lays into her, and it's really mean. I agree. Because he says, like, you know, I think this is, you're relieved that this happened because like you never had to go through the hard part of having your work publicly judged. And like Joey legit looks crushed by this, by him saying this. Yeah, because again, she's already said that, like, I didn't care about the audience. I cared about exposing my soul, yeah. like show, showing people myself, yeah, you know, totally. um, and he's putting it in terms of his perspective and his experience. Uh-huh. And, and he says that like you've never had to decide for yourself how good or talented you are and like you know he then he says like i just came over here because principal green gave me the keys to the school which is wild oh my god <laughs> it's such bullshit and he's like and you know i think you should like repaint this tonight like basically yeah. go get no sleep do no homework and go yeah. repaint this. So again, he's like leaving a test much similar to the PSAT mm. of like, 
here's what you should do, but I'm going to leave it on you to make the right choice, AKA the choice I would make. And if you don't make the quote right choice, you're making the wrong choice. Right. Cause he leaves the keys with her and then he leaves the house. It storms out. Mm. It's, it's so hard to watch because like on the one hand, I think they're both right. You know, I think that Joey is scared to put herself out there. And I think Dawson quit filmmaking because of um, the poorly received movie. The festival. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're right to call each other out, but they also like, I don't think that they're understanding. Well, first of all, I think Joey, actually I do think Joey understands Dawson. I just don't think Dawson's understanding Joey's experience. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think like, and he's always telling her what to do and how to behave. And I think that, like, if anyone could understand Joey's experience, it is Dawson. And so I think that makes it even more frustrating because you're like, you're a person who regularly puts work in front of people and has them judge it. And so, like, mm-hmm. how do you not understand this? Right. I think there's, like, a frustration there that, like, I definitely yeah, feel. Because it, it highlights how, like, Dawson hasn't established any coping skills for how to have his art poorly received, which invariably is going to happen if you're an artist. Sure. Like, you know, sure. of course. Like, we're going to have reviews of our book online. So you have to establish your coping <laughs> skills, on, on, you know, yeah, about yeah, that. Totally. You know? And... And Dawson is so used to always being like, it's so great. You're a wonderkin. Like, uh, you know, that like when he does have a, a bad experience, he literally didn't know what to do. So he quit filmmaking. Right. Yeah. And it's so it's like in this experience that's shared about them, like, it's, you know, becoming artists and, and displaying your art. He actually can't help her. He can't offer her any advice. Yeah. Which is uh, <laughs> it, it, it's counterintuitive. Because you would think that as a person who does this, you would be able to. Exactly. You would think, so you can kind of understand why, like, she maybe would think she could talk to him about this, but she couldn't. No. Um, So we go to school the next day and Pacey joins these, like, two dudes in the lunch line. And it's like, I I wanted to say, so he kind of, like, chums it up with these guys. Like, they clearly know him. And he he really downplays his relationship with Joey. And and they're all kind of, like, joking about what happened. Yeah. And then Pacey's like, you know, hey, 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 like, I'm running this, like, bet to guess who the culprit is. And he, like, each of them pay him a dollar and then they guess and they both say Matt Caulfield. So I wanted to say, like, I know we talked about in the last couple, last episode and then, like, a few other episodes, like, how PC kind of has this, like, this, like, bro-y kind of side to him, for lack Uh of a better word. You know, like, he's got this side where he's like, oh, come on, Dawson, like, egging Dawson on and, like, Uh and there's a way in which, like, this seems like it kind of solidifies that Mm. theory but also like that he is not that right like he has this kind of side to him where he can kind of be chummy with these dudes but he's doing it in order to get retribution for joey right well i guess the way i saw it Mm. was like pacey is literally the only one who's friends with all of our characters on the show (laughs) pacey is the glue (laughs) He's literally the only one who Jen. every character would consider. Joey does not consider jo- Jen a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. At this okay, point. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron, don't bite my hand off about it. <laughs> I will not allow oh, no, that you're argument. Right. You're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I said that. 
I feel it deep within my soul, deep oh, sorrow sorry, that I my said tone that. Of voice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so like Pacey is a friend to like he's a friend to women. We joke about that, but he's kind of like a friend to everyone. Yeah, yeah, you kind yeah. of get that vibe yeah. that like everyone kind of like oh. Yeah, Witter, Pacey, like they know him they and there's like, and mm-hmm. he can put people at ease because like that is more of his um, trauma response to his childhood. Sure. I, I mean, that's but, uh, his vibe is like any situation he's in. I mean, even like if you look back to season one and the um, the beauty pageant where he mm-hmm. kind of like sat in the when they were all like um, being introduced. Mm hmm. And he kind of like made jokes and was like, oh, right. hey. you know, like he kind of made everyone comfortable, even though he was this like outlier. He was like, oh, I'm, exactly. ma- I'm going to make everyone comfortable about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Totally. Totally. I yeah. love that. That totally is his vibe. Um, and so both of these guys tell Pacey that they think Matt Caulfield. Yeah, they're like, it has to be Caulfield. There's no other possibility, mm-hmm. you know. And so they all think that. Um, and so Pacey turns and he sees Matt Caulfield like come into the cafeteria and Pacey just walks straight up to him and I mean, asks him if he fucking did it. Because Pacey is a doer. Yeah. <laughs> Pacey's <laughs> like, oh, there's Matt Caulfield. I guess I'll fucking ask him. Yeah. And again, like he's not thinking of the consequences, which like mm. that's part of his journey of maturity. <laughs> but yes, he comes straight up to him. He's like, did you fucking do it? And Matt's like, I mean, I can't take credit for it. Yeah. And Pacey's like, so you didn't do it because that's like a non-answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Matt's like, well, Matt's everyone like, well, should I take it? credit? Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks I did it, you know, and you're just like, I fucking hate this guy. He sucks. And Pacey's <laughs> like, not everyone thinks it was funny, dude. Like, mm-hmm. and Pacey tells Matt, like, he's like, I think you should apologize and like turn yourself in before the day is done. And Matt's like, why the fuck would I do that? And Pacey says, you messed with someone I care about. Yeah. And then we get some very serious music about that. It's not a song. It's like just a doom, doom, yeah, doom yeah, kind of score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then we cut to this quick scene where Dawson goes up to the mural, mm. which is now taped up again with plastic. And he's peeking to see if Joey passed the test. Repainted it. Yeah. <laughs> passed the test. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right. And, and she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy walks by and Dawson's like, hey, have you seen Joey? And Andy's like, no, she wasn't in homeroom. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that so, like maybe Joey stayed home that day. Yeah. So we go out to the parking lot mm. and Pacey goes up to Matt and he just like flexes to him. And this yeah. seems difficult because, you know, I don't think violence is the answer. Yeah. He grew up in a violent household mm-hmm. and he's really got to rein that in much similar to Dawson. Mm-hmm. And Matt, like, they they like kind of Pacey like gets up in his face and he puts his hands on Matt and he pushes Matt against the car Mm -hmm. and Matt's like what are you gonna sick your civil servant dad on me it's hella classist so so Matt knows who Pacey is and knows who that's so interesting Mm. because he kind of acted like he didn't before Mm -hmm. exactly and so and then they he they kind of get pushy about each other right like um matt pushes him off and is like you know i count like i'm gonna count to three and then you should step aside and then pacey says my favorite line that i am including in my lexicon from here on out (laughs) he says dream another dream cowboy oh my god i'm so saying that to people (laughs) please feel free to incorporate that into your lexicon as well um 
And then Matt confesses that he did it. He's kind of like, he's like, what? You want me to say I did it? I fucking did it. Yeah, what are, what are you going to do, do about, about it? It's it? like, step back. I'm going to count to three. You're going to fucking bounce down, you know, bow down to me. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so toxic to watch. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And, and he's like, and he Pacey literally gets starts- fucking up in his face yeah and he finally matt relents and is like okay i'll go apologize and like he he lets him go and then matt sucker punches pacey yeah it's fucking dark and they get into this fucking brawl like a brawl they're they're like like rolling on cars throwing (laughs) each other on the ground they're like covered in blood and principal green i will say yeah it's inauthentic that the whole school doesn't come running and yelling (laughs) fight true (laughs) <laughs> thank That's you true <laughs> inauthentic yeah everyone would be circled around them yelling chanting fight fight fight, fight. Yes. yeah absolutely <laughs> that is what high school looks like unfortunately unfortunately yeah um so green sees them and is like both of you inside now yeah and yeah. we kind of like go out and and then we go to green's office yeah where he like Matt and pacey are there and principal green leaves him sitting there and he goes to like his assistant or secretary and he's like i need dawson leary and some other random and, dude yeah, you dave so and so and right then andy comes up and is like mm-hmm. i gotta talk to you like mr or principal green and really important and he's like not now i'm in the middle of something and like andy does this thing with him again and i wanted to say like it felt real karen-y to me uh-huh. like i was like yeah yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's totally like, I'm important. Yeah, like, it's I just... I think we're trying to replace Karen with Amy now. <laughs> There's oh, okay. a movement on the internet. <laughs> okay. Amy, Karen, whoever, whatever <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty lady name we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> fine with me. Um, so, but, but, because she, she's like, I mean, and, and the reason that I bring this up is because, like, you know, Principal Green is a black man. I can't divorce him from his blackness. Yes. And, like, I... Andy, every single time he is like, I'm busy, I'm in the middle of something, she demands his attention. Yeah. And it's happened more than once. And so she's like, well, you know, I just want to tell you that I'm tendering my resignation from the disciplinary committee. (laughs) Principal Green's like shook because he's like, what the fuck? I got these two assholes in here. I got like, I, what the hell? Like, okay. (laughs) He's like, what is this day? She's like, he's like, we're going to talk about this later. And she's like, well, there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah, like, I'm done. And I'm I can't dead. live up. She like kind of says like, I can't live up to your expectations, which is uh-huh. some bullshit. Cause it doesn't seem like he's like putting a ton of expectation on her, but whatever. Um, I mean, he's expecting her to be fair and just about, but like, but that doesn't seem like what she's I know, talking about. I think about. Andy's triggered by expectations. Totally. Okay. So she sees yeah. everything like that. Yeah, and he's like, he's she leaves and he's kind of like, all right, well, I got to deal with these clowns. <laughs> like, okay, deal with that shit later. What yeah. the fuck? And he like turns and he walks into his office. Yeah. And and at this point, Dawson and, and um, Matt Dave. Caulfield's, is Dave? Dave is the Matt Caulfield's yeah. friend's name. The, yeah. the beta Matt Caulfield mm. comes in and he, Principal Green asked the, the what's going on mm-hmm. and Pacey's like Dawson don't say anything please just keep this secret mm-hmm. a secret keep this a secret yeah and, and Matt Caulfield also says like to Dave like nope, nope shut don't it. say anything and so Principal Green lays out what the consequences are to Matt Caulfield and Pacey mm-hmm. it's college yep Principal Green's like I'm gonna call Dartmouth 
mm-hmm. to Matt Caulfield. He says this. Um, I'm going to call Dartmouth to like basically torpedo your early admissions. Yeah. And he looks at Pacey and he's like, if you get another suspension, like you can kiss any thought of higher education goodbye. Right. And Dawson, like we see Dawson. It's a total lie that they tell you that like at the UC application, they don't ask you if you were suspended. They're only allowed to ask you in California state schools if you had a drug suspension. Yeah. I mean, also, I I mean, I, I guess that's interesting. I, I had a different reaction, which was why do we, why do we expect everyone go to, to go? Why do we expect well, no, no, everyone no, we're gonna to get go into to that in a minute? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And then also why, like, my thing is like, what are the real no, consequences like for pacing? you create equity programs, you can't allow suspensions to hold students back because we know suspensions are racist and classes. And classes, yeah. And, so and, and as a result of a better step toward equity, they've tried to eliminate the reporting of that. Yeah, well, great. I'm glad for that. But so, so Pacey is, so yeah, Principal Green Pace, is like, Principal Green's like, uh, the consequence is college. And like, this is the mention of that makes Dawson fold, which made me so mad for what you're saying, because heads up Dawson, Pacey's not going to college. Right. Also heads up to everyone here. That shit's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and so like, it, it was so fucked up that Dawson's like, okay, I'm going to determine what's morally right Mm. to do in this situation, Mm. even though my best friend asked me to not say anything. Right. Absolutely. And, and like, as soon as he's, and Dawson says, you know, basically like Matt, Matt, it's because of the mural. It's because of the mural. And Pacey's like, shut up. This is not your fight. And then Dawson actually, I want to give Dawson a little bit of credit here, tells Pacey it's not his fight either. And that's a little bit true. It is Uh not Pacey's fight. Definitely. Yeah. Um, And so like. And Matt. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with you. Um, But that's actually not what they're the point of this is but yes but i but (laughs) But my thing is like dawson point to dawson it's not pacey's fight and And so principal green's like like, oh oh, okay is this about the mural yeah and matt caulfield's like why the fuck would i give why would i care anything about a mural of a chinese stupid chinese character Mm. and of course as the listener we know we're like what you just and then dawson is us and he's like well how would you know as a chinese character I'm one of her best friends and I didn't even know that. Yeah. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. He's like, well, I just snuck a peek. And he's like, well, if you don't care, why would you sneak a peek of it? Yeah. (laughs) You know? And then he's like, okay, busted. Busted. And he's like, you know, whatever. It was ugly. And like, what, why do I have to look at some trivial girl's little message to the masses every morning? Frankly, it offends me. And then principal green is like, "Possibility possibility is offensive to you. Yeah. And then Matt says it. Here we are. Yeah. He says, look, I'm white. I'm rich. That's all the possibility I need. And just Jesus, take the wheel, man. I, <laughs> this yeah. is. No, it's so fucked up. I, I mean, how. Even at the time it was fucked up. Like, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't fucked up for other people. But like, I remember watching this being like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> He just says that out loud. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? To a black man. To a black man, yeah. It's like hard because I actually think the way that their writers are taking this story, and we're going to get into it like later and then also in the next, next episode. Week, yeah. 
is they've laid out this school only has 10 black kids or 11 mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and that it's like low key racist. Mm-hmm. And so why would a school like that even allow a black principal? So therefore this story doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, my thing is like, I mean, I definitely remember this from the year 2000. I remember the storyline distinctly and I remember him and being like, I mean, I, you know, in the year 2000, obviously I had done much, much less reading about racial dynamics mm-hmm. and equality within the country. Um, and so I remember thinking like, absolutely, that is something that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of thinking like at the time thinking that Dawson's Creek was brave for saying it, I think differently about it now. I think that the way that they tell this story, it's so heavy handed Mm -hmm. the way that this story is told and like, and just devoid of all nuance. I I mean, I know that those two things kind of mean the same thing, but like, I mean, there's this part of me that's like, there there's horrendous racism everywhere in this country. And so like, of course it is totally feasible that this kid is like, I feel like that's one of the problems is that we're like, yeah, that I could see that happening, even though like we can't name an example of that. Mm -hmm. And that always feels like an agent of white supremacy is that this perception Mm. equates reality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, this is not something that I necessarily experience personally. Um, So I guess what I'm saying is like, to me, this seems unbelievable. But if someone told me a firsthand account of it, I would believe it. Right. But that they're not the same thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good um, distinction to make. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we go then to the McPhee's. Mm-hmm. and jack has like or andy just told jack about the test and yes. that she stole it and, and jack just like he doesn't get it he's like that's kind of not you like yeah. what? Let's, yeah. like explain this to me you know mm. and andy says it was the forbidden fruit so we get a call back mm. <laughs> and she does reveal like what we've known but she's admitting it that mm-hmm. she thought it was the answer to her problems that like if she aced this test if she was perfect that people would think that she was okay and this right. is what she's struggled with throughout is that like this concept of perfection will make her feel safe and secure you know and mm-hmm. that she struggled with that last season and again she's still she'll continue to struggle with that throughout her life yeah totally and like you know she's like look like at the time i wanted everyone to think i was okay um but now i actually am okay and like i'm having a hard time living with myself about it and like that Mm -hmm. i felt like rang really true to me is it's like and also, I mean, going back to those episodes and what we thought about it at the time is like, yeah, all these people are ignoring the fact that like Andy is exhibiting signs that she is still not okay. Exactly. <laughs> like nobody seems to be She's catching like, on to that. She's like this big house. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, It's fucking wild. Yeah. You know? And so she's then she's now admitting like, okay, but like now what's happening is the guilt is destroying me. It's eating me alive, yeah. you know? Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to tell Principal Green. And yeah. like, it's hard because Jack is trying to convince 
her not to do it because it could like ruin her. Yeah. And to be honest, like I agree with Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, do it. Because it's hard because like the PSATs is not like a real thing. Mm-hmm. It only it doesn't count. It only qualifies you for the National Merit Scholarship. Yeah. You're yeah. not required to take it. Your school doesn't even always offer it. Sometimes mm. you have to go to like a different school. So totally. it's not even like completely affiliated with your school. I so think it, I took it's mine like at a, a different at Santa I took Cruz. Mine, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I took mine at my school, but like it's, they're not affiliated. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like your teacher is or a teacher is administering it. There's like a completely different yeah, person yeah, yeah. there. The educational testing um, service. Yeah. Exactly. So like, it's kind of like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So I did a cursory Google about this. Uh-huh. And um, it seemed like what the consequence was. I mean, I, I didn't do a deep dive. I just kind of Googled it very quickly. Right. Um, is and that don't like know what the rules were in 2000? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was the looking at the most rules. recent yeah, yeah. one or like yeah, it course, was yeah. from like 2016. The article I was reading um, is uh-huh. like you don't get kicked out of school. They cancel your scores. And so, of like, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they cancel so the your whole scores. Point of your scores is literally to qualify for the National Merit Scholarship. Yeah, but like Andy's insisting, like, no, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do this. I like, I, you know, yeah, like, I feel I, mean, right to I me. also agree with Andy that if that's what's gonna make her feel comfortable, she yep. should do it. Like, yep. you know, I don't, I'm not saying like she's wrong to make this choice, right? But I know that I would be more of like a Jack person to be like, <laughs> I don't think you need to like tell yeah like admit this i think that you should maybe not take that scholarship if you got if you were awarded it i absolutely think that but i actually personally just because i'm a socialist and um i don't think she should take it even if she didn't cheat because she's rich Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's that's a different topic (laughs) um indeed so we go to doug's where pasty is lying on the couch with a steak on his face (laughs) so funny <laughs> and Doug grabs it and is like this is my dinner I'm having it with a Bernays sauce and Doug's like Pacey's like what about me Pacey's like what am I eating <laughs> and Doug's like bread it's and water cute. it's cute banter. and he answers the door and we hear the buzzer yeah the <laughs> mm-hmm. apartment buzzer and, and Joey like, comes in right because Pacey's on the couch so he cannot see the door and yeah. Joey comes in and Pacey is like, come on, Doug. I'm like a soldier returning from war, from the killing fields. Like, where's my purple heart and my ticker tape parade? And Joey is unhappy with him. She just starts scolding him for his behavior. Mm-hmm. And so this is interesting because it's actually similar to the way Dawson had come at Joey yeah. to kind of like tell her how like to consider this other perspective and then tell her how she should feel and mm-hmm. she should behave. Mm-hmm. But it's done in this different way. Okay. Where it gives space to what Pacey is saying. Right. Cause she's like, come on, Pacey, like you're going to like, you're going to work at the Chevron station for the rest of your life. If you like fucking do this, like of all the boneheaded moves, like what the fuck were you thinking? You're behaving like this. Mm-hmm. And Pacey's like, I was right. And it's like, and Joey's like, I mean, come on, but like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, who cares? And she's like, gonna if you're going to throw your future away, don't do it on my account. Like I'm not, yeah. like, I don't, don't, put, don't put, bring me into this, yeah. you know? And Don, and then Pacey is all hurt by that. And he's yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I never cared. I was only doing Dawson a favor. 
And Joey's like, er, what the fuck does that mean? Uh-huh. And Pacey's like, think back to earlier this year, mm. you know, when things were a little bit wild. And yeah. Like, Dawson told me to look after you. Yeah. And now, like, what? I get my head handed to me on a platter. And Joey <laughs> is fucking hurt and is pissed. Yeah. And she's like, what? You guys just traded me off? Like, is this what, is that what this is about? Like, and, and she's like, you know, it was you and me. I thought, and she kind of like trails off Trailed and he's off. like, you thought what? Yeah. What do you think she was going to say? <laughs> So here's the thing, Aaron. In the year 2000, and in my subsequent rewatches, there's a part of me that thinks, there's a part of me that thinks she's going to say, I thought we were friends. Yeah, yeah. And there's a part of me that knows, because I, as a viewer, know Pacey has feelings for her. Uh-huh. I remember in the year 2000 being like, Oh, holy shit. Like, this is it. Oh, my God. It's coming. It's, this is the, like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? And so uh, I think that she was probably saying I thought that we you're friends. my friend. Yeah. yeah. So this is, would be the first time she's admitted mm. that they're friends, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I thought that. And she trails off and Pacey's like, you thought what? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Pacey is I'm us. not like you Dawson. I'm not going to read your mind. Like, just be straight up with me. What yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And, and she's, she's like, like, nah, and just storms off. <laughs> she's like, I guess I thought something else. And like, she leaves. Yeah. yeah. So then we go to the disciplinary committee meeting where Principal Green is like. But giving... it's not the disciplinary committee because Andy's not there. It's right. like all adults. It's it's like the the adults. I think it's the board. Yeah, yeah. And Matt Principal Green is telling Matt Caulfield, like you know, you've He's been led to believe that he had a plan in his role at Capeside High. Mm-hmm. Like his goal is for unity. It's for like yeah, maybe a little bit more racial inclusion, class inclusion. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, Matt, you've been led to believe you're untouchable, but you like disrupt the school and you disobey the rules. Mm. And he's like, you know, you may be smart and you may be rich, but you're not above the law. Oof. Yeah. And so your yeah, mouth he to says God's a ears, Principal Green. Instead of white and rich, he, he says, says smart, smart and rich. Mm-hmm. And then he tells Matt that he's going to be expelled. <laughs> Which. I don't know. I don't really personally believe in expelling kids. Mm. It's hard because he does commit an act of violence. Yeah. And he did throw the first punch. So he started it. Right. Um, But. And he's been. I mean, it's like we've now seen that he has a pattern of misbehavior. I mean, he hasn't. I don't think it's a real pattern. It's only one incident. Well, no, but he was like in the like the cell phone thing. Like, it, there's been more uh, than one incident. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he got let off in the cell phone. Like, Principal Green was right. kind of like, you know, I'm gonna. I let mean, you off. Pacey spit it in a, spit in a teacher's face. Oh no, I'm. <laughs> so it's like it's hard because I think Matt Caulfield's an asshole, but I just think I actually just personally don't ex- agree with expelling mm-hmm, students. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, Principal Green expels. He's like, you're going to be expelled. And Matt's like, oh, my dad's going to get me out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, he's like, do you, uh, do you have any idea what my father's going to say about this? And Principal Green's like, yeah, I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. 
so then we go to Dawson who's in the hall and Joey like comes up and is like you know what's going on in there and Dawson's like I don't know like yeah but like I yeah Pacey's gonna be lucky if he gets out without a suspension yeah and I I do like like I don't like again we don't always see Dawson being friends with everyone Mm -hmm. but when we do I I like it and like he waited outside after Pacey spat in you know um, Mr. Peterson's face. Mr. Peterson's face to find out the fate of Pacey. And he's also, he's doing the same now. Right. So I, I do like that about Dawson. Totally. And Joey's like, the way things are going, you should have just asked me to look out for him. And, <laughs> and Dawson's, Dawson's like, like what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I, Pacey told me about the quote unquote wife swapping arrangement. Yeah. And, Dawson's and like, Dawson's no, like, that's not how things were different back then. Yeah. That's really not how it was then. Mm. And Joey's like, yeah, it was different back then. You actually knew me, which I was like, meta. Whoa. Yeah. And then like, she, she's like, you know, look, Dawson, like, I've never wanted your pity. And yeah. Dawson's like, that's not what it was about. Like, I couldn't be there for you. And I wanted someone, I wanted you to have someone you could turn to and talk to. And like, this to me feels like very honest and true from Dawson. I do think that that's what he wanted. No, no, I, I completely agree that he is explaining his feelings. However, it's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I completely agree. He's like, no, no, this is what I wanted. And she's like, yeah, I know. I know you. Fuck you. <laughs> like, because like, so wild. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's true. It's like, it's, it's like kind of both because like there's this way in which Dawson knows that Joey is not going to reach out to Jen or Andy or Jack mm. or anyone. She's going to be sad and alone yeah. and miserable. And she's not going to reach out. And like, yeah. but and, it's hard because in this episode, we saw a world in which either Jack reached out or Joey reached out. Right. Right. And Joey's like, you know, look like it, it would have been great if like Pacey um, could have mustered a shred of genuine concern, which like feels like a reach when she says it. Cause she's kind of like, well, she's you know, just hurt, you yeah. know, cause I would be fucking mad. So wait, this person I thought I was like hanging out with as friends for like the past seven months was just doing it as a favor to my creepy best friend and this weird ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Wife swapping experiment that like, Mm -hmm. I don't really want to participate in. Like Mm -hmm. what the fuck is happening? You know? And like, cause I don't think like you kind of get the idea in the sense how Joey doesn't is just now considering Pacey a friend is that the three of them actually don't hang out together that much. So she doesn't really understand the friendship that Pacey and Dawson have because she doesn't see it, you know? And when she does see it, it's like this bro relationship. And like, she doesn't like that, you know, Mm -hmm. although like, like Dawson goes to Pacey for advice more than he goes to Joey, but Joey doesn't personally see that. We as a viewers mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but Dawson like kind of sets her straight and is like, look, PC's in there because he has more than a shred of concern for you. Like, yeah. He's definitely. Like, you, you, can you honestly doubt for a second that PC doesn't care about you? Mm-hmm. And that shuts her up. Because she's it's true. Shook. <laughs> she's shook. And like, I think Joey has a lot of people on her side and she, she has a really hard time seeing it. I completely agree with you. Yeah. 
So we go then to Andy, who is cleaning out her locker and crying. She's being hella dramatic. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? There's a song playing called Flower Days by Trina Hamlin. And it's just like so 90s melancholy high school. This scene does not have any words. We just watch Andy clean out her locker. Yeah. And she looks at the poster of like Barefoot in the Park. And she's like... <laughs> sobbing it's like whoa andy whoa, and she whoa, walks whoa. off in these great mary janes because it was the year 2000 yeah. Oof, girl um okay so then we go back to dawson who's still waiting when pacey comes out joey yeah. not not to be found um yeah. and pacey's like he I, comes out on cloud nine yeah. he's singing principal green's praise uh-huh. like, i love that guy that guy's amazing yeah he has the fairness of lincoln the charisma of mlk he's even-handed and tempered and dawson's like so he let you off and pacey's <laughs> like not exactly but pacey didn't get suspended and yeah. he says i'm gonna be a mentor with the caveside mentoring program and dawson's yeah. like what? he laughs at the thought it's like, really sad because Dawson's like, what could you possibly teach this kid? And yeah. you're like, fuck you, Dawson. Yeah. What could you teach a kid? <laughs> and um, Dawson's like, are you going to teach him the importance of keeping a secret? Okay, Dawson. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> really? You're going to go there when a mere 24 hours earlier, Pacey said, keep this a secret and you just mm. spilled your beans at the mm-hmm. mention of college yep fuck you dawson i this is my problem is dawson doesn't think his own rules apply to him yeah yeah he thinks he can bend them with his own moral compass yeah yeah um and you know Pacey and Pacey's like Dawson what yikes, he thinks ooh, okay she told you oh fuck shit um <laughs> Pacey's like, what are the odds that you're going to be in this enlightened and forgiving as Principal Green just was? And he's like, not good, Pace. So it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> so then we go back to Principal Green, who is with Andy. Um, he's reading and a letter. That tells him that she cheated on the PSATs. Yeah. And he's like, of course, like totally shocked and disturbed. And Andy's like, I know, like... And and he he's like you know I have to tell the educational testing service and like they're yeah. gonna cancel your scores and cancel your chance at a national merit scholarship, and he and he's like okay so there are other people that knew about this and she's just like no 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 it was yeah, me she, she's like did it, he's like did anyone else exploit this test right she's like absolutely not no, no way I can confirm that one hundred percent and that is the truth yeah absolutely and and he's like you know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this, Andy. And she's like, you know, I know that you expelled Matt Caulfield. I fully expect the same. And like, I'm just so sorry for letting you down and blah, blah, blah. And, and principal green is like, you know, listen, this is different. Like, yeah. Matt like Caulfield- you and Matt Caulfield have nothing in common and <laughs> nor do these crimes either. Right, right. And, you know, he's like, you know, Matt Caulfield is this like spoiled young man who like needs to learn a lesson because he takes pleasure in hurting other people. And Principal Green is like, you've only hurt yourself. Right. And like, you know, I believe in proportionality and I was trying to teach that to you in the disciplinary committee. And, you know, like Matt Caulfield doesn't deserve or benefit from my leniency, but you do, which I think is such like a fucking enlightened thing. Right. You know, totally. I mean, it's super complicated because, you know, on the flip side, white people, 
white racist principles are like, no, those white people deserve leniency. And like, you know, and like, that's the hard thing is where they're using this morality to service their, um, their nefarious plots, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I completely agree that like, there should be leniency in this case. Like Matt Caulfield's a piece of shit and like maybe a sexually assaulter. We don't know more, right? but like, He's fucked up. But like the what we saw at his party and like the stories about him are mm-hmm. pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't we're not accusing him, but like man, and he, he's it just warrants f- further it warrants further investigation. Exactly. And and he's flat out admitted that he destroyed Joey's painting. We saw him throw the first punch. Mm-hmm. And then when faced with consequences, his reaction is not like Andy, who's like, I accept my consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I'm existential, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, I'm going to call my dad. Yeah. So let me level up my privilege is basically <laughs> what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. My daddy's going to help me. So we leave that and we go back to the hall and Joey is back in her painting overalls and in yeah. her bandana. And she's yeah. walking over the mural where she finds Pacey painting it back to a neutral color. Yeah. And, and he is wearing like, he's wearing yeah. that blue sweater with the orange and white stripes that uh-huh. is like it is hard to picture Pacey in any other clothes than <laughs> totally. in this shirt. Exactly. Mm. And she's like, What are you doing here? And he's like, Look, I'm just trying to give you a clean slate and a fresh start. Mm. A tabula rasa, which is one of the best episodes of Buffy, in case you need that. <laughs> she asks him what he was planning on like she she's like who told you i was planning on repainting this and he's like eh, some guy Uh um so obviously dawson told him and pc then is like are you gonna thank me and joey's like what what am i like throwing windmills at some fucking rich kid you know tilting at windmills while in the throes of a misguided hero complex she says so that's a nice little don quixote reference um (laughs) And, and he's, he's, she just like says the sweetest thing to him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, if I'm going to thank you for anything, it's for knowing what's right and wrong and for being unabashedly yourself and mm-hmm. for being there when I needed you the most. Yeah. For being there this year when I needed you the most. And she gives him this like very shy, like her head is tilted down, her eyes looking up. I know. Look. And he looks back at her eyebrows raised like, hmm. Oh my God. Cause he's shook and we are too. Yeah. He's, I mean, she said it, she said, I needed you. She said like, I appreciate that. And also for being yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's tells her for every other woman she he's been involved with. He's had to make a change of mm-hmm. who he is. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, you're welcome. Like, to her, thank you. Yeah. And right here, we're supposed to get another Susan L. Gukhark song um, called One Turn Deserves Another. Um, That's the song that's supposed to be playing. Um, And he asked Joey, like, do you want help? And she kind of gets, like, sassy faced. And she's like, on one condition. (laughs) And then he's like, like, okay. And she's like, be honest. The only reason you've been hanging out with me is because Dawson told you to. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like yep that's it yep, the only reason the only of reason. course 100 <laughs> percent." she's just like you need to get a life bro <laughs> yeah and then like 
they, they kind of chuckle at each other and we see them painting and then we go out to Dawson who comes out of this classroom and he sees them painting together mm-hmm. and he smiles at them and walks away and like yeah and so as the viewer at the time we're like he would be okay with this mm-hmm. because he's Dawson is so okay with the two of them their friendship and their, you know, this relationship that they're forging. And really this is a new, this is new territory for them. Right. I actually don't know if he thinks he's okay with it, but I think he's okay with the idea that he masterminded this. Yeah. I think that's an interesting, he, he drafted it. He wrote this. Mm. Yeah. Um, And that's the end of the episode. And like, look, the scene, that last scene of the episode is... It's iconic. Fucking iconic. (laughs) Totally. And like, I was kind of thinking about like, why is it so iconic? Like, why? I mean, like, the fact that we... The the drawing of Joey in our book is of her in this outfit. Right, yeah. That like, when you see Pacey in that... And and of course, that orange, that that blue sweater with the orange and white stripes, it's like coming back. Yeah. But like... Um, when you see him in that, like, and you see them painting at this mural, that there's like such a deep sort of, I feel at least, such a deep connection to this episode. And I think what it is, is that like, this is the first time they're really forced to tell each other that they are friends. Exactly. Like, they have to declare it to each other. But also, like, there's so much subtext. Like, like I urge you, if you have not watched this scene in a while, to go back and watch it. Because, like, this is not an episode that I necessarily come back to a lot. Um, and, like, it, it, watching the two of them... I, I mean, obviously, we know that Katie Holmes and Josh Jackson have, like, a chemistry that is right. off the charts, right? They have great chemistry, but well, like, I think the thing is, like, their subtext as the viewer, you completely understand it versus what I constantly complain about with Dawson is mm-hmm. you're like, I think I get it. Yeah, I, I think that's a great note. Like, I think that their subtext, like, you see, you see them, they're kind of joking with each other. They're a little bit mm-hmm. being sarcastic. She's also, yeah. she's a little bit holding him accountable. Like, yeah. when she tells him he's been tilting at windmills, um, and like she's like, kind of like, like I like you for being you but I also like part of you like I don't like and you're gonna need to rein that in because that's just not gonna help you at all in your life and like I don't want it I don't want that like and if I you're gonna do that don't do that on my behalf that's all right. you man right and just like this moment where they have like there's a poignancy too to Dawson sort of looking at them and mm-hmm. seeing them and, and that they have this relationship that's that at this point for the first time ever is free of Dawson. Exactly. Right. That like they're build they're starting to build their own history and their own story. And they have been doing that this whole season, but it's finally kind of acknowledged that like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That like these two, these two are like, you're seeing a new sort of chapter in Joey, the world of Joey Potter, the world of Pacey Witter, where like they have a relationship with each other that doesn't have anything to do with Dawson. And right now it's a friendship and we know that Pacey has these other feelings, but like it, but it's like, we also know Pacey doesn't really know what 
those feelings are, what that means or what he wants out of those feelings. Right. He's, he's admitted that he has them mm-hmm. um, out loud. He's admitted mm-hmm. them to Doug. Yeah. But other than that, like, you know, we don't know. And we, and you know, we had that scene in this episode where we're like, is that what Joey's saying? Like, is Joey saying yeah, that she has them yeah. too? Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. We haven't seen that from Joey, but who the hell knows? Um, and like, I think that there's this way in which really like when we acknowledge the breaking away of these two as like building their own story and building their own history, like that to me is so that's such a, that's such a, a jumping off point. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like you, they have to acknowledge it first, you know, <laughs> first step sure. to admitting there's a problem, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So who are you rooting for? I mean, I'm rooting for Pacey and Joey. Definitely. Yeah. Um, as friends and as two people that, I mean, look, we've said, I just this- think that our experience is so difficult. Like, you know, like <laughs> Joey's an asshole, but like, it doesn't mean that her, mural needs to be defaced and this rich guy thought he could do it just because she's poor and he's not and it's Mm. like that's so fucking dark yeah and that trauma she has to go through like oh god right and i think like there's this way in which pacey um and joey and pacey's like they're like need to or not even need like joey and pacey have had this kind of tension in this fight, you know, and it's like last week they had this fight that was like really kind of angry and then made up. And this time it's not really angry. It's just like Pacey's being misguided. Joey's like, I don't want to deal with this, you know, and, and the sort of coming back together, like every time there's a fight or there's a, there's an issue, they come back together. Mm -hmm. I think there's something like, people are going to have issues. People are going to have fights between each other, friends, lovers, any of it, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, right now they're just friends. Pacey has these feelings, whatever they are to each other. The fact that at the end of it, they always try to come back together. I think that Mm -hmm. is such an important thing. And that's such a, like, that doesn't, that wasn't the case with Dawson and Joey. Right. And I think Joey even asking for clarity, which like, I don't really see that, with her and Dawson of like, wait, were you really just hanging out with me because Dawson told Mm. you to, because like Mm. she feels insecure about that. She thought they were dot, 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 you know? And so, you know, that strength comes from her knowing that Pacey will like hear her and like, they will talk about it. Totally. Totally. She's a good step for her. I don't really see her doing that much, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm also rooting for Andy. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. It's a tough journey she's on. I know people don't really like Andy. I do. So I give her more space. Um, but like, I love I, Andy. I, I, yeah. I like that. She has like this moral compass, you mm. know? Um, yeah. and like, I, I like that about her. Absolutely. And I like, I love Andy and I love Andy's character. And, um, I think like, there's a part of me that's like, is this the healing um, you know, the, we talked a lot about like how we think they don't do a great job with Andy's character at the beginning mm-hmm. of this, the season, but like, is this by putting this storyline sort of in the past, uh, are we going to start to see Andy heal and Andy's character right. heal and like 
Yeah, because they haven't really discussed any of her coping skills. Like she had a mantra, you know, mm. order. What was it? Order and structure and order. Structure you know? and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something like that. And mm. so they've kind of touched on it, and she kind of laid out what triggered her to to take the test and she mm-hmm. even though like we could have inferred that as the viewer it's actually flat out laid out mm. and like it, it's just dropping the ball on this storyline of her mental health journey you know of where like she's gonna always have this issue with control mm. and then also with guilt and trying to manage those two things yeah. are are part of her journey totally uh, her own mental health and um, I'm glad that they're circling back to that and, and trying to touch on it. It's always done a little clunkily. But, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think, like, there's another part of me that looks at... Um, she's just been so alone. Exactly. Like, this whole season, she's... Ha- so many of her storylines are just her kind of alone. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, what kind of different experience would her transition back into Cape side have been if Jack had been there? Right. Right. You know, we, we obviously don't know, or we, we, we will never know, mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So for listener corner, um, first off, I want to say a few people have emailed us about a podcast called the show podcast mm. and they've been interviewing um, actors from Dawson's Creek. So mm-hmm. they had um, Mary Beth Humes, who plays Gail. Um, mm-hmm. Mary Margaret John, Humes. Sorry, thank you. Mm. Mary Margaret Humes, who plays Gail. They had um, John Wesley Shipp, who's uh, Mitch, Nina uh, mm. Rapida. Uh, and then uh, recently they had Oba Babatunde. Mm. A so, legend, a man, a myth, a legend. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for everyone who let us know about that. And mm-hmm. we're actually going to talk about that next week um, yeah. as this storyline unfolds. So if anyone wants to listen to that, so they'll know what we're talking about next week. It's called The Show Podcast. Um, we can throw up a link to that um, mm-hmm. on our Twitter mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, specifically the Obababa Tunde one. Mm. So for this episode, <laughs> this is from Kate. And she emailed me months ago. Okay. <laughs> titled thank you for your patience kate season three episode 15 (laughs) and this is from her kate you were fucking ready i know (laughs) (laughs) i love it i fucking love it she's like y'all are 10 episodes away from this point but holy guacamole i forgot how crazy this episode is Mm -hmm. when he says i'm white I'm rich, and that's all the possibility I need. I nearly choked on my high noon. <laughs> um, yeah. Dismantle the patriarchy and white supremacy right now. Mm. Sweet Jesus. Also, I swear Dawson is the character that started my transition from white middle-class Republican female to a lim- liberal feminist. No awesome. joke. Awesome. So I say snaps to Dawson. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. Snaps to Kate. Snaps to Kate. <laughs> Katie. Katie. Sorry. So um, Katie. Yes. Uh, so it, <laughs> it's so interesting because I think that we're all shook, especially as um, in terms of our podcast and how we're like constantly talking about white supremacy and mm. the patriarchy, how this episode just like hits the nail on the head. Mm. And like Julia and I have talked about, or we mentioned in this episode, like neither of us really revisit this one. And personally, like there's a lot of stuff that happens, but it makes me too mad to watch mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like the storytelling is actually um, clunky. And it, personally, I feel like it's, it's fucked up. It's not the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the storytelling is um, appropriate, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. 
Is that the question? Yeah, she says, um, dismantle the patriarchy and white supremacy right now. <laughs> I mean, Kate, girl, with you. You know, my reaction when I was watching this again this this um, week in preparation for this episode was like, why are we still here? Yeah. Like, this is, this is tw- 20 years ago we're talking mm-hmm. about. This episode mm-hmm. aired. And there was this part of me that's like, fucking seriously, like, I am still dealing with Matt Caulfield dudes. And I'm real unhappy about that fact. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, I think that there's a way in which, you know, I, uh, I'm a big Schitt's Creek fan. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've made that clear before, but I am a huge Schitt's Creek fan. I love that show. And, um, there's something great about that show where Dan Levy has talked about. Um, he really wrote a show where he was like, look, it's, it's about a lot of it is about queer people and there's, there's not really homophobia in this show. And he was like, you know, what I was doing was writing the show that I wanted. And Mm -hmm. there's this way in which there probably my favorite show on television right now is a show called Winona Earp. Um, and that's kind of the similar where like, oh, God, like every fucking character in that show is queer in some way. And like mm-hmm. there it's kind of like, whatever, everyone's gay. Well, everyone, everyone's a little bit gay and that's fine. Yeah. And like, we're going to, yeah, yeah. and we're going to just like show it like that. And there's not going to be like the people that the reason that people don't work or that people are like enemies of each other has nothing to do with sexuality. And exactly. And I think there's like a similar thing to be taken from this, right? Where it's like, sure, is there a show like The Wire where you're like, let us probe institutional racism. Let us mm-hmm. probe, let us probe how American institutions fail black people particularly, but all right. people. Um, you know, I mean, that's the thing that's so great about The Wire is like, it's not, I mean, yes, black people are the ones that are on the whole being failed, but it's everyone is being failed, um, by these crumbling institutions. And so like, okay, if you want to give me a show like The Wire, give me a show like The Wire that really probes that and really does it. I, I think one of the problems with, um, the clunkiness of how race is and how Matt Caulfield's privilege is sort of talked about in this episode. It's that it's like you get the vibe that they're trying to compare what happens to Andy to what happens to Matt because they're both rich kids, mm. but they're not even a point of comparison because Andy, the, the crimes aren't the same. Right. And Andy's a woman, so there's that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it just is fucked up storytelling of the first time we're introduced to a long term, you know, multi story black character mm. in Dawson's Creek. Then they try to do this like element of racism, <laughs> and it's just so fucked up. Well, and it's like, and I mean, I'm gonna have more to say about this next week. Um, but mm-hmm. like, but like it's one of these things where you have Obaba Tunde and, and you know, the, the conversations we've been having around his character have been like, he's such a great contrast to like a lot of the educators we've seen at, at Cape side so far, right? Like this is the first educator that we've seen really like take a, take a liking to any students, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, it's crazy to say, but like, or it's it's no, wild exactly. to say, but like, you He's know, the only decent educator we've seen in Cape Side High. Right. And, and there's this part of me that's like, I love that. And I, you know, I love that. And like, let's show, you know, a black man in a position of power who is like able to have a sway over these students. And, and I mean, I've been arguing since episode one, like show me the Bodie, Bessie, Joey mm-hmm. family and show me the like shit that they have to deal with because Bodie is a black man, because right. Bessie and him aren't married because like this, you know, their dad, like Joey and Bessie's dad, went to, to prison for drugs twice now. Um, you know, it's like, show me that story. Show me that family. That's really interesting to me, how people make family through this, how people live their lives through through things like that. I don't feel like that's the story that we're getting. Right. I feel no, like... Exactly. We're told, like, this is the, you know, universal... American high school experience at this time Mm. and of course there's going to be racism thrown at you but like you know he's rich and he's white (laughs) it's like well and it's like I I got so where I grew up um if if y'all have heard of it probably what you know of Santa Cruz California is that it's a hippie haven and I'm here to tell you that that is not fucking true I Uh, concur when I moved there from Orange County which is known to be a like you know, Republican, Republican stronghold. stronghold of California. Mm. I was like, this is the most racist place I've ever been. Yes. So, so Santa Cruz, California, though it does have hippies um, that are there. Uh, They're all white. They are. The vast majority of them are white. Um, and in the hills around Santa Cruz, um, which are very close to Santa Cruz, um, there's a lot of Nazis. Uh, and, I definitely went to school with skinheads and it's one of those things that when I look back on it now, you know, there's a way in which when you're young, when you're 14 and you're living through it, you're like, I know that that guy's a skinhead and I grew up in the punk rock movement. Um, and so like I spent a lot of time with people who used to beat the shit out of skinheads. Um, and I'm not like necessarily, I'm not necessarily like condoning violence, but also if you're going to punch someone, punch a Nazi. (laughs) Um, like, so, but, but like the fact that like, it was just like, okay, there's that guy's a skinhead. And like, that was totally fine. You can come, you can come to high school in your like tight jeans and your like Doc Martin boots with your like real high laced up Doc Martin boots with like the certain color. And I kind of can't fucking remember. Okay. The white ones with the shaved head, like, and the bomber jacket, like we all know what that looks like. And in the nineties, that is what the Nazis looked like. And and that like the kid who sat next to me in English class dressed like that and was that there's this part of me that's like when I look back on that now it was a reality that I was living through at the time and when I look back on it now I'm fucking horrified that like the the school allowed that mm-hmm. and so it's not as though people like Matt Caulfield didn't exist and ideas like that didn't exist. Of course they did. This is America. That is part of our Mm -hmm. legacy. That is part of our history that we have not dealt with. And what we are trying to deal with now and have, and you know, I mean, I mean, black folks have been trying to deal with it since fucking 1619. Um, You know, but like, but 
a, a lot of the protests that you're seeing now are trying to deal with that exact thing. That yeah. said, that said, I think that there are ways to do that and ways to tell that story that are not the way that this show chose to do it. Yeah. And I all agree. I completely agree. And, and moreover to her, her statement uh, that Dawson is the character that started her transition from a white mm. middle-class Republican female to a liberal feminist is actually like kind of one of the thesis of our book is that, mm. you know, Dawson's Creek is a, everyone, every millennial knows the show, whether mm. or not they've seen it or they just were exposed to it. You know, it, it is part of our, of our cultural canon. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we take as a learning tool within our podcast. And then, and we extend it in this book of like how many lessons you learn from Dawson's Creek in terms of representation, in terms mm -hmm. of the way that they've unfolded this storytelling. And then like, mm. ultimately the way I feel is like the fact that it's called Dawson's Creek, this show about this white guy that's rich. And then, it, you know, and you're the character everyone loves is not Dawson. Right. You know, everyone loves different characters, but no one's favorite character from Dawson's Creek is Dawson. I'm sure. And I please like, don't email me if, if it actually is. I'm sure there no, are some people that. out it's there. Fine. You can email us. <laughs> like, I love that. But it, it's just more of like, this is what the show to us represents mm. is this kind of cultural shift. And which is why this kind of storytelling is actually really problematic mm -hmm. to millennials, because this is not storytelling that we find to be acceptable. And yeah, I, one thing, what I meant by don't email us is like, we know that probably statistically speaking, someone's favorite character is Dawson. We know. Um, we don't, you know, like, tell us if that is true, but, like, mm -hmm. we get it. But my, I agree with you insofar as that, like, there's a way... I think we've said this before, that Dawson's Creek dealt with a lot of these ideas that were kind of, quote-unquote, after-school... Or not after-school special, but a very special episode of mm -hmm. ideas, right? So, like... It, there's a there's a the episode I always think of is in in Beverly Hills 90210 there's an episode that happens sort of very closely after the Rodney King riots here in Los Angeles where of course the kids of West Beverly High being people who live in Los Angeles um like go to some South Central High School and like have to deal with the black kids who have just like lived through yeah, the Right. And lived through the, the sort of the rebellion. And, and my thing is like, it's one episode. Yeah. It's one episode. Brandon kind of like gets to know this black kid. I yeah. Like I the analogous kid of the high school. Mm -hmm. That's just like Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like Dawson's Creek really like doesn't do that. Right. There's not a very special episode where Jack comes out as gay and then we never fucking hear about Jack's sexuality again. Mm -hmm. There's not a very special episode where, you know, Joey has money problems and then we never fucking hear about that again. Mm -hmm. Like these are realities for people. Right. Um, and there's not a very special episode where Jen tells us that she was sexually assaulted and then we never hear about it again. It's a thing right. that she is constantly doing. And like the reality of Dawson's Creek is that that wasn't really happening on a teen soap opera at that point. That's not how those were playing out. Yeah. Um, you know, we yeah, heard... because 
uh, Jenny Garth, Kelly, Kelly. What's Kelly? She admits she was raped. That's exactly and they never what I was going to really say. talk about it. She has a, she, there's an episode where Kelly admits that the first time she has sex, she was raped uh-huh. and they never fucking mention it again. I mean, maybe not never. It, I, I'm sorry. I don't remember every episode of Beverly Hills 9020, but like, it's not really talked about again. And like, she's, there is seemingly no trauma from this. <laughs> or there is, but it's not like explicitly talked trauma. about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly so So i think that yeah i think that you're right and i think that there's a part of me that gives a a teeny bit of leeway to like we were still figuring it out sure but there's a part of me that's also like this wasn't this wasn't right this this wasn't the correct way to do that absolutely yeah without a doubt so yeah we'll get into that more um next Next week (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for listening, everyone. Um, I think the deadline to register to vote probably is passed in most places where y'all live. So I just want to remind you to vote Mm, now that you've done that step. If if you have same day registration, um, check that out. uh, Exactly. Um, Exactly. It's different in every state. Mm -hmm. But um, I want to remind you to vote, please. please. Please, please, please vote. Um, and I don't know what's happening where you live in California. There's some sketchy ass shit happening where they're putting fake, the Republican party literally is putting fake ballot drop boxes. Mm -hmm. So before you drop off your ballot, if you're going to mail it in, please double check where you do that. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Texas, I'm sorry, but you only have one place in your County to drop that off. And that's fucking heinous too. Yep. Um, and so you know, like Julia said, make your plan to vote, double check it online. Your secretary of state will have all of your info on there. Mm-hmm. So please make your voting plan. And, um, you know, it's really, it's coming up. <laughs> um, so yeah. And just stay safe, please stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep your head up and, um, we, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. Uh, you can email us, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. We want to remind you, you can pre-order our book. I think Julie has an update on that. Um, I remember everything, life lessons from Dawson's Creek. We want to shout out our Julia's local childhood bookstore my, my um college bookstore bookshop santa cruz mm. fucking dope ass spot in downtown santa cruz if you want to give them a little pre-order that would be fucking dope um yeah, yeah so just to let you guys know um i know i have mentioned it before that printing in the u.s is a fucking mess right now um so our book is shipping from the printer on october 26th which means it's a little later than we thought it was going to be um it was supposed to come out on the 27th it's going to be just a maybe like three weeks later, I changed the pub date to um, November 24th, which is a Tuesday. I have to put it on a Tuesday, whatever. You don't need to know that. But like, it's, <laughs> it's a just, I, I changed it. I changed Even it to Barack far Obama's enough. Book is delayed, so we're in good company. Yeah, I changed it to far enough in advance that you you won't lose your orders on Amazon or anything like that. If you've that's where you've ordered through or any of the other places like, whatever but um just an fyi it's going to be a little later than we thought um 
and and that is happening across the board um but it's coming i promise you um so uh you can follow me on uh instagram or twitter at pesty 1079 we would like to thank as always andrew bush for um recording us when we're not all possible walking (laughs) um death sentences yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) Uh, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It helps us immensely when you do. And thank you so much to those of you who have it. It really means a ton to us. Um, Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.